the Indigenous Voice Referendum subject to a marathon debate in Parliament. Prime Minister Antonio Albanese and his Indian counterpart boost diplomatic ties with new partnership agreements. And thousands of protesters march on the Israeli parliament as the Netanyahu government attempts to pass their new budget. version of the Indigenous Voice Referendum question is back up for debate in Federal Parliament today in another late-night referendum session for Federal MPs. Parliament is set to vote on the final wording of the referendum question along with the changes to the Constitution should the proposal succeed. It comes as Indigenous issues are set to go under the spotlight at Senate estimates where questions surrounding the voice will feature. Opposition leader Peter Dutton says the proposal will re-racialize our nation, a comment that Indigenous Affairs Minister Linda Barney has called disinformation. Deputy Liberal leader Susan Lee was asked today if her party has resorted to scare tactics when discussing the referendum. Absolutely not. Of course debate should be respectful. And overwhelmingly it is. And we will always call out outliers who behave in a disrespectful manner, who have divisive language and who don't treat this referendum in the way that all referenda should be treated in Australia. We will always call that out. But overwhelmingly, I'm pleased to see that people are asking genuine questions. Unfortunately, they're not getting answers. Peter Dutton said the voice would re-racialise Australia, something Linda Barney said was misinformation and disinformation. The Australian Security Intelligence Organisation boss warns the voice to parliament debate may trigger violence. ASIO Director General Mike Bajes was questioned during Senate estimates about the potential risks associated with the voice to parliament referendum due to occur in the second quarter of this year. He says the debate may incite spontaneous violence, pointing out that 30% of ASIO's current counter-terror caseload is right-wing terror threats. National's leader David Littleproud, who announced the party would not support the referendum to establish an Indigenous advisory body, says the Nationals have been respectful during the debate. I, I take the ASIO uh, director's advice uh, at face value, but I'm more optimistic about uh, my fellow Australians. I believe uh, that we're fair, and we're fair in being able to determine our own view, particularly on a decision that's deeply personal for every Australian. And I'm proud of the fact that the Nationals who made their stand some eight months ago have been respectful in the way that we've crafted our debate. It's never been personal. It's never been vindictive. It's been about the lived experience that we have, and I intend to maintain that. Indigenous Australian land rights activist Noel Pearson says the voice to parliament is is about integration, not separatism. Speaking at a keynote address at the University of Sydney, the lawyer and academic is reiterating the constitutional value of a voice to parliament for First Nations Australians. Mr Pearson says the voice is about allowing Indigenous Australians to engage in an active citizenship within Australian society that isn't confined to the periphery. Really, it's not a matter of recognising us. It's a matter of recognising yourselves, recognising what being an Australian is. If if you don't recognise the place of Indigenous people in your idea of Australia, then what kind of idea of Australia do you have? 
we won't truly recognise ourselves as Australians until there's a proper place of Indigenous people in that idea of Australia. Prime Minister Antony Albanese and Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi signed two new economic partnership agreements during a bilateral meeting in Sydney this morning. The new Migration and Labour Mobility Partnership Agreement will make it easier for students and business people to move between Australia and India while also increasing cooperation to prevent people smuggling. Prime Minister Albanese has also announced the signing of a new Australia-India Green Hydrogen Task Force. He says it will ensure their two countries reach global emissions reductions targets. The task force will comprise Australian and Indian experts in renewable hydrogen and report to the Australian-Indian Ministerial Energy Dialogue on the opportunities which are there for Australia and India to cooperate in this important area of renewable hydrogen. Investments like the task force will help power our industries in the future and ensure that Australia and India meet our energy targets in the interests of both our respective countries, but also in support of reduction of global emissions. Over 100 Australian academics are calling on the Albanese government to rethink its AUKUS nuclear-powered submarine deal, saying the move risks increasing tensions with China. The letter states that the deal, which may cost up to $368 billion, is likely to compound Australia's strategic risks, heighten geopolitical tensions and undermine efforts at nuclear non-proliferation. Dr. Alison Brunowski is an academic and former diplomat for the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade, currently serving as the president of Australians for War Powers Reform, an anti-war campaign group. Dr. Brunowski is one of the 110 academics to sign the open letter, and she says the AUKUS deal could be seen by China as provocation and may lead to an arms race in the region. What this does is create a potential arms race in the region and it is a clear signal of aggression from Australia and the United States towards China, which eventually the Chinese may feel that they have to respond to. Thousands of protesters are marching on the Israeli parliament in Jerusalem as Benjamin Netanyahu's government attempts to pass a controversial new budget. As the vote approaches, people have begun rallying outside, waving Israeli flags, chanting and blowing horns. The far-right government is facing a cost-of-living crisis and fallout from its now-suspended judicial overhaul, which drove away investment and cut growth prospects throughout Israel. The proposed budget is being criticized for allocating $5.6 billion in discretionary funds, much of it for ultra-Orthodox and pro-settler parties. Opposition leader Yair Lapid says the budget was the most destructive in Israel's history, stating this is what economic suicide looks like, a successful, sophisticated, educated country wiping out its own future. One protester, a former employee of Israel's Ministry of Foreign Affairs, says the budget aims only to help the country's elite. These people are doing nothing. The government of Israel is doing nothing for the state or for the people. Today is the day on which they are going to vote for a budget. 
This is not a budget for the state, it's a budget for themselves, for their cronies, and uh, it will be a very, very great disaster for the state if this budget goes on. The Russian Defense Ministry has released footage that it said showed the destruction of Ukrainian saboteurs in the Belgorod region. Ministry spokesman Igor Konashenkov said the Ukrainian forces had been driven back into Ukrainian territory from the Russian territory. He claimed more than 70 attackers were killed in the course of the operation. It was not possible to independently confirm claims about an armed incursion into Russian territory that began Monday. Moscow blamed the raid on Ukrainian military saboteurs, while Kiev portrayed the incident as an uprising against the Kremlin by Russian partisans. And to sport, the Brisbane Lions AFL club has come out in support of the Indigenous Voice to Parliament today. The club says they conducted a voluntary survey within their organisation and after gauging opinions from board members, staff and players have decided to throw their support behind the proposal. This comes after last week's announcement that the AFL Commission would be backing the Yes campaign in the upcoming referendum. The Lions follow Geelong, Richmond, Essendon, Collingwood and West Coast in publicly supporting The Voice and have touted their proud history with Indigenous players. A statement from the club says, We commit to listening, learning and working together to create a club that respects and welcomes everyone from our first peoples to our new West Australians. Now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, sunny 29, Perth, a shower 2, 21 degrees, Adelaide, mostly sunny 20, Melbourne, partly cloudy 17, Hobart, similar conditions 18, Albury, Wodonga, mostly sunny 14, Canberra, partly cloudy 14, Wollongong, sunny 19, Sydney, also sunny 20, Newcastle, sunny 21, Brisbane, similar conditions 24, Townsville, mostly sunny 26, Keynes, a shower or 227, Alice Springs, sunny day 26, Darwin, sunny 31, and the Torres Strait Islands, cloudy day ahead and a top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.